queens working silence, trying to stop the violence, cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story. Just imagine how I'm living, only fresh and authentic, never shaking the twisted, I'm going off the specifics, moving with high intentions and exercising my mission, blending purpose with vision, now take a sip and just listen, uh. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast to help you turn life's lemons into lessons. My name is Whitney B, and I am your host, and today we're going to discuss why we have to break down to break through. So I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I realized that you come to a place in your life when you've made so many allowances and exemptions that you forget the rules that you've established for yourself. For the first half of 2020, I felt like I was slowly chucking away at who the core of who I am. Every time that I accepted what was given to me, I felt like I rejected a piece of me. But by the time I realized what was happening, I was on the deep end of destruction. My life no longer felt like my own. My life felt constructed of criticism and cynicism of those that I needed to make room for. And the only way out of that was to demolish everything that I had become. When you arrive at a place in your life when you can no longer recognize yourself, you have to reflect on the moments, the experiences, the beliefs that it took for you to get there. I was no longer becoming a woman filled with self-love, joy, and compassion. I was succumbing to a life I never saw for myself, a life I never wanted for myself, and a life that I was no longer willing to accept. You see, I've I reached a low place in my life. You know, I've never been so low in my life. Every bit of heartache, pain, and disappointment that I felt before felt like a fraction of what was happening to me in real time. I've always considered myself to be strong, but the reliance on my own strength just never felt like it was enough. I watched an interview the other day with Amanda Seals on The Breakfast Club, and she said something that was so profound to me. She talked about not having to be strong all the time and craving softness, and I felt that on such a spiritual level because outside of this podcast, podcast, you know, just with a couple of friends and out with the therapist, I've never had many opportunities to truly be soft or vulnerable. Life for me was making things as easy as possible for others so that they didn't feel inconvenienced, even at the sacrifice of my own happiness or peace of mind. I rolled with the punches, but sometimes the punches get to a place where they can no longer be in motion. I knew that I had to break down to break through and I needed to deconstruct in order to move forward. Deconstruction is an action or a process of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or cannot be repaired. While destruction may have a negative connotation, I think quite the opposite. I believe that in order to grow, sometimes we have to tear down the feelings and actions and thoughts that make us feel like we're incapable of deserving a life that we know that we're worthy of living. The dismantling part, I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. When you try to pull yourself up from a low point, life can feel resistant. Every day feels like an eternity and your mind plays tricks on you. Sometimes you feel good and other days your thoughts can scare you. I try hard to sprint back into what I thought was normalcy, not recognizing that what I was living before was not normal. There were parts of my life where I felt like it's, they're here to stay, while there were others that had no business being a part of me. So for a while, I tried to get busy building myself up and then burying my feelings into an abyss. Because when we're in pain, our natural instinct is to survive. We want to rid ourselves of the pain as much as possible. But the one thing I realize is that as much as we may want to avoid our pain, we still have to confront it. One of my favorite songs that I've been keeping on repeat is from my girl Salon, just called Cranes in the Sky. And she talks about avoidance and how to do everything from trying to drink your problems to 
away to try to sex them away, but she still had to face them at the end of the day. Now, when she wrote that song for her album, A Seat at the Table, a few years ago, she said she wrote that song to create an analogy for her transition. And it actually was comparable to the real estate boom in the country in the early 2000s, that there was this idea of just building up, up, up. You know, they had so much excessive building going on in the U.S., but we were not really dealing with what was in front of us. And ultimately, all that building led to a crash and burn to the economy. And I felt myself leading to that same type of turmoil. I felt that crash and burn so many times in my transition. But instead of practicing patience, my only goal was to get to the end of the journey I barely started. Healing, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen in one conversation. It doesn't happen in a prayer. It happens over time. And it's only activated when we take the time to pause. I truly believe the answers that we're looking for to find a breakthrough for our lives lies in our willingness and our ability to pause. I've looked for the answer with so many things, so many vices that's ultimately made me question myself more rather than give me a peace of mind. I think we ultimately want to have control over our lives, but what I'm coming to realize is that we're not in control. Control is an illusion. Have you ever heard that saying, mantra ungat ya? Me neither. It's Yiddish, and my bad if I <laughs> said it wrong. But what it means is when we plan, God laughs. It's amazing how God can be so consistent and unpredictable at the same time. He'll give you what you need at the right moment, but his delivery may not always be what we expect, then that's okay. I've learned how to keep my prayers and intentions open for what God intends for me because our expectations sometimes block our greatest blessings. Another thing that I'm learning is to evaluate the position of my perspective to make sure that my views are most in tune with reality. Instead of seeing what I want to see or thinking what I want to think, I decide to go be beyond the surface level to make sure that my perception is not preventing me from finding the answers that I seek in life at this moment. Learning how to balance optimism with realism is truly a balancing act, but the two can coexist. Uh, reality may seem bleak in the moment, but you have to give yourself permission to own it. Our attitude dictates our gratitude and how we approach life with grace. I went to an event last Saturday with a couple of uh, friends, and one of the questions asked was, how do we show ourselves and others compassion as it relates to self-care and the ab ability to replenish ourselves? And so my response was that in order to be a steward of others and ourselves, you have to practice self-care, but the prerequisite to caring for yourself is self-aware. Now, understand that the triggers, habits, and stories that you tell yourself, they all play a role in how you own your reality. I believe we have to show ourselves grace. We're not always going to get life right, and we can't attack ourselves. We're not always embodying the expectations that we place in ourselves. Grace is knowing that you're not perfect, but being okay with giving your best. Grace is forgiving yourself for not always having the answer, but never losing faith that there's a lesson in the midst of everything that you go through. Optimism plays a strong role in the element of grace because it's critical to believe that everything is happening for our good. One of the things that I have to remind myself in life is that it tends to work itself out. You know, um, when I try to let go of what's around me and live organically, things will happen. Good things will happen. You know, I try not to force my will, but I'm willing to surrender. There's so much peace in letting go and opening yourself to possibilities. And that's where the shift occurs. A breakthrough truly defines our ability to consistently believe that there's a positive outcome on the other side of our hurdles and decimating old thought patterns that keep us at our low points. A breakthrough starts with our ability to 
keep trying even when we don't want to or feel like it. A breakthrough requires you to break down and that's something that we inevitably try to avoid. But until you've truly faced the things that broke you, you'll always remain broken. And I can't say that I'm on the other side of my breakthrough right now. Like I'll just keep it real, but I know that I'm in the midst of receiving it. I firmly believe that everything that I need from my life already exists. I recognize that my mind plays a role as the gatekeeper from blocking me from seeing the tools that are necessary to guide me in the right direction. One of the things that I learned in the last three months, um, you know, just being in therapy, the one thing that she always says to me when I'm faced with adversity, I need to ask myself, what is it that I need in this moment? And right now I needed this. I needed to share an ugly truth of not feeling whole and let someone know that our ability to understand and bounce back, it gets better over time. And at the low points of your life, you have to be able to work on yourself incrementally, working on pieces of you little bit by bit every day. Sometimes we get caught up on this idea, this concept of being whole that we ignore the individual elements that make us who we are. It's a process, but know everything that you do in that process is a step towards your progress. Many times people delay their breakthrough because they give up. And in reality, the moments that you decide that you want to throw in a towel is usually that defining moment that you're about to receive your salvation. Remember that in this moment that you are not ruined, your future is brewing because you are the epitome of strength because you are still here. The answers that you seek are revealed based on the actions you take to regain a sense of self. We are not defined by what happens to us. We are defined by what we handle, what we didn't see coming. Now, before I leave you today, I want to leave you with a quote. It's by Marissa Mayer. She says, I always did something I was a little not ready to do. I think that's how you grow. When that's the moment of, wow, I'm really not sure I can do this. And you push through those moments. That's when you can really have a breakthrough. Position yourself to be disrupted in a way that you've never experienced before. I would say allow yourself or give yourself permission, but the way I know God is set up, a shift is going to occur in your life whether you want it or not. So push through those moments that leave you feeling low because there is always so much, much more on the other side of that pain. Pain is inevitable, but it's also temporary and necessary. When you've experienced and conquered the things that pain you, you make room to appreciate joy. Joy is ultimately what we all are striving for in life, but it is only an outcome of the work that we do on ourselves. So what I want to ask you is, what do you have to break down to break through? Thanks again for listening to another episode of Pink Lemonade. Once again, my name is Whitney B and I am your host. And if you like what you heard, please make sure you listen on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. If you want to leave a review, make sure you do that and hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Pink Lemonade Podcast. Until next time, peace.